All right, we're back. Bonus episode with Eliza and the Delusionals. Uh, Mikey's speaking too fast. What a surprise. We have Eliza Clatt and Kirk from Eliza and the Delusionals <laughs> straight out of New South Wales. Dream pop, ethereal stuff, all kinds of really cool kind of – I'm hearing Hatchy in there, a bit of parcels, uh, even a bit of Polo and Pan. There's a bit of a, a real uh, noughties resurgence at the moment, isn't there, Milo? And what's going on with uh, bands from the Central Coast up to the Gold Coast, up to Brisbane? It's all happening in the uh, mm. sunnier parts of the country. Mm. From where I'd like to be. All right, so hit different. This is how this this part works. Uh, we ask you music that hit different at different times of your life. It's a conversation. It's a good little hang. Starting with you, Eliza. The first time you remember hearing music or seeing music and it, you're responding to it in this really kind of like, what is this? This is the rest of my life kind of way. You know, when I was younger, I loved like, as most young girls around my age group, um, I loved like Avril Lavigne. Veronica's things like that like you sort of hear it on the radio and you go like yes that's what I should be liking um but then I re- I remember like the first time I sort of chose like found something myself that I really loved um and that was Coldplay that was like a band that was pivotal for me um that was my first concert which like was sort of the point where I go like that's I want to do that one day you know what I mean so um yeah, I just like fell in love with them and just like was literally obsessed with Coldplay and still am, to be honest. So, yeah. What era Coldplay are we talking here? They were just bringing out the Viva La Vida album. So it was like 2008 when I like first got into them and that was the tour I went to. My all-time favorite album is Parachutes and Kurt and I share that in common as well. So, yeah, yeah by coincidence. So, yeah. He's done well, Chris Martin, too, to sort of – cop all the hate and absorb it all and kind of say, I didn't give a fuck. Like, this is my band and we're going to keep doing what, you know, we're going to keep doing our thing and maybe we're going to get maligned like a modern U2. But hey, you 2 are a fucking good band. And they're smart too because Coldplay and U2 have something in common. They split everything four ways. So it's never, I did more in that song than you. It's always four ways, you know. Yeah. Um, quite interesting. Yeah. What about you, Kurt? Tell us, take us right back to when you were a wee child. Yeah, that's uh, I am very similar to Eliza in that sense with Coldplay. Um, Coldplay, I feel like were a band that I first listened to that I was able to go where what because like obviously growing up when you're a kid, you just like a sort of you know confined to like whatever your parents listen to sort of thing. And like my dad didn't really ever listen to music sort of thing. It wasn't ever like a oh dad's into bands or anything. And then mum was like, yeah, I love music and sort of like listen to like, you know, In Excess and Ice House and bands like that and stuff. But it was sort of not until I, I listened to like Coldplay, it was like the Parachutes era of like Coldplay listening to like a Yellow or something like that. And it was like, wow, like hearing the guitars and just going, wow, this is crazy. And like A Rush of Blood and stuff like that. And just going, wow, this is like insanely cool. Like, what is this sort of thing? It was just like a new sort of world was able to sort of open up from that and only reflecting on it as well because I feel like at the time it was like, wow, this is really cool and stuff like that. But, you know, when you're a kid and you have no idea like about anything, you like, don't <laughs> know how to like wipe your own ass and you're like, what's happening? <laughs> and like, yeah. Pull so quote. it's like, you, yeah, yeah, full. <laughs> so we, I was like listening to it and going, wow, this is sick. But like, what's a guitar? Like, is, do they play acoustic guitar? Like, what's that? Like, all these sort of things, like you have to like sort of unpack and learn yeah, and over time and you know what I mean? Like you just, it's sort of just like little notches on your belt as you like go along and listen to more music and stuff and and just like another band like like Biffy Clyro were another band as well oh, I like, yes. listened to Love like Biffy puzzles Clyro. and stuff like I think it was like 2007 and like bands like that just like heavier bands with guitars and like it was a whole other world and I was like 
wow, this is like so much better than what my mum is listening to at home. <laughs> Peace and love. Peace and love. But like, do you know what I mean? Like that was a sort yeah. of turning point for me of like, wow, this is, I really want to be whatever they're doing. I was so surprised when I saw Yellow because I was, I was kind of doing that, you know, I was at Splendor and I was a little bit like, oh, okay, Coldplay. And then to hear the start of Yellow, just the guitar played so loud and it just slams and it's actually quite yeah. up-tempo. You're like, this is an absolute jam. Get over yourself, Mikey. I really, really, really dug that. One of the last kick-ons I went to, somebody put on clocks at about 3 a.m. and it went off. Really? I, uh, I've, always, I've, always, I've, always, I've always appreciated that piano riff. I've always wished yeah. that I wrote that piano riff, but hearing it in a uh, party context, I never thought that would happen. And uh, that's, a, that's a huge tune, my friends. And Cool Melvin was like, oh, damn it, what's happening to me? <laughs> Suck shit, Cool Melvin. <laughs> Lean into Coldplay. Excellent. Uh, what about sort of first first live stuff that you that you saw? I think you you mentioned that Live La Vida, but just any kind of real kind of live moments for both of you. Definitely, Coldplay was actually both of our first yeah, concerts. Yeah, I was going to so. say Coldplay was <laughs> um, actually like apart from like maybe seeing something I don't remember when I was like yeah. really young or something like I mean, that. I, I saw been, like, I saw um High Five back in the day. So yeah, that so was, that could be classified. Know. But like Coldplay, I just remember it was at Suncorp, and it was like obviously having that pre love for them and stuff like that and being like wow this is so cool and like never been to something that like large before like it was like my very first like massive arena like stadium yeah. concert like sort of thing like and you know what I mean? it was like wow like, oh so insanely yeah. large and you all had the, the bracelets remember, on yeah, yeah 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 and i just remember like walking because we were like up the back sort of like in the middle sort of thing so you just like you had the whole sort of stadium in front of you and stuff I just remember when it came, like it was just so loud. I've never heard anything so. It was just like a wall of sound. I was like, "This is insane." It's actually funny because <laughs> I was also at that show separately. Like Kurt and I, sort of like you know, we just lost touch. We knew each other, but just like lost touch over the years and that. And we were um, really like young. Yeah, well, we were like it was 2012, right? So yeah. I went to that concert. I had waited since like nine o'clock in the morning to like line up and be first in line to be like front row, sort of thing. I just remember, like, because my sister and my mom were also there, like, sort of in the nosebleeds. I was just crying, like, the whole time. Like, I feel like that's the only concert and, like, artists I've seen that I've actually just, like, sobbed. And, like, when they play, like, Fix You and stuff like that, my mom was just like, oh, it was so funny. Like, I just saw you on the big screen. Like, you know how they film the crowd? Like, yeah, we just saw you, like, crying the whole time. Like, they kept filming you and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> just, like, sobbing at, like, Chris Martin being right in front of me. <laughs> it was so wild. But that that was great. And, like, um, like you mentioned Biffy Clyro before, and yeah. I, I remember seeing them at the Tivoli in Brisbane, which is, like, a thousand-cap venue. Um, And that was, like, massive oh, as well. Insane. That was one of the best shows, I reckon. Like, that was a really good, like, great fun, memory man. show. Oh, so oh, good. Simon um, Neal is literally, I just, abs- yeah. everything he touches is just so gold. good. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think of some other ones. Paramore for me was like so good at the entertainment yeah. center and at River Stage. Like they're one of my favorite bands. Um, saw Green Day at Soundwave and I actually got Billy Joe Armstrong's kazoo that he played in what? King for a Day. Yeah, it's what? wild scenes. I have it still. So that was like my cool thing that i got Have you, did you wash it before you played it first to tell us be honest <laughs> no well i've actually not played it i was like i just i just like wanted to like keep preserve how it was but like yeah he just like came on and just ripped a kazoo solo and i just like <laughs> scream it like landed kind of in front of me at the barrier and mind <laughs> you i had been standing for like 
11 hours to be front row of that show because it was well it was Soundwave, so I was, like, waiting there all day sort of thing. And I was just, like, screaming at this security guard to, like, pick it up and pass it to me. I was just, like, yelling and abusing this guy. I'm like, I'm like, please. Yeah. I was like, please. Like, screw And I got it and I was like, oh, my God. And everyone around me was like, oh, my God. I was like, don't fucking touch me. Don't touch my kazoo. I was like, so that was really cool. I It used to be, like, my thing to, like, collect like try and get like guitar picks and like like it was always like my thing to get something like a set list or something yeah um, when i used to be like front row for the shows so yeah when green day came out they just i remember green day and offspring were just in the same sentence always and i was doing 3scr 97.7 fm uh, when i was 15 did work experience there and just basket case came out Longview came out and we all knew something something amazing was happening with with green day what's your earliest green day songs that, that you guys remember hearing and loving um i reckon just like from our age i feel like one that i obviously everything from like american idiot i remember like when 21 guns was like really big on the music video channels back in the day um and then getting the privilege to listen to like dookie all the way through you know yes. what i mean like for the first time like that like years after it came out that was like yeah. really sick. I mean, i'm a massive green day fan so yeah the blueprint 100 percent. like so much mm-hmm. inspo from them and like blink 182 as well of yeah, course so. I was, you mentioned offspring and i love the offspring so much like mm-hmm. there's a conspiracy of one and um did i have all I want and stuff. I want you bad, and I, I, I remember remember that game Crazy Taxi. The, I actually a lot of my music tastes and stuff come from like movies and like um games and shit like that back in the day, mm-hmm. like with Blink and stuff like that. It was like I think Crazy Taxi had a lot of like the Offspring soundtrack, and I just absolutely loved it. And I was like, this is so, so sick. Yeah. What's some other? I mean, uh, the Rapture had that huge hit in Australia with No Sex for Ben, which was on I think Grand Theft Auto or something similar to that. Only big in Australia, massive hit. Help pay for their houses. I'm not even kidding you. Uh, what, is, what are some? <laughs> what are so some good. of the, the the songs that from gaming that that you really got into, Kurt? And and same with you, Eliza, in gaming or, or film. When my cousins and stuff were watching like teen movies and things like that, when I was younger, I was like sneaking in and watching them and like doing things like that. So like even like just like American Pie and things like that yeah, had like all those soundtracks Pie. were like huge. You listen to that. You watch that movie now and you just sing along to literally every, every song. song. It's so good. And like. Crazy Taxi, like I was just saying, like, I used to play like that game. Tony and stuff. Hawk as and well. And Tony Hawk and like all those games like had the Offspring and like Sum 41 and Blink yeah. and stuff like that. So it was, yeah. So good. Some of your, uh, the, the newest single you, you guys have been putting out sort of has that sort of uh, dreamy sort of uh, 90s, almost shoegazy energy to it. Where does that influence come in for you guys? I feel like it just sort of like developed from our like recent tastes in music and like what was sort of feeling natural for us we have a very like wide taste I guess of music like we listen to like so much stuff you know we had sort of come back and like sort of listening to more of that like 90s like shoegaze moments and of course like the cranberries as well like yeah and and, like my buddy valentine like shoegaze yeah of course and like you know I don't I don't feel like we sound exactly like them but I like when people bring up that you can hear those influences like we've definitely like We've definitely like picked bits and pieces and like I feel like, you know, I think it's a very high compliment, but I feel like I've been compared to the singer from the Cranberries a lot throughout like our career and stuff like that. I don't personally see it because I no, think she's like amazing. Of- so um Dolores O'Riordan, I think her last name is pronounced. But mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. rest, rest in, in peace. peace. So I feel like that's a really like 
high compliment for us to be like, you know, for you guys to pick out the shoegaze sort of like. It's very Australian of you to, to so. deflect the compliment as well. <laughs> oh, us, <laughs> this whole thing. Yeah. Um, and maybe you can tell us a little bit about some of the music and sort of your local uh, community and scene that you sort of operate in. Um, who are some bands that you sort of come up with and play shows with all the time sort of in your local area that you might want to shout out and that you listen to a lot? Very first show out of like, lockdown like around our area because like because obviously in Pottsville there's no like no, real like yeah. live music scene so we we classify Brisbane, you know Brisbane and the Gold Coast as our sort of like live music scene mm-hmm. even though it's like a couple of hours away but I think like the first band we actually went and saw were a band called um Dopamine which um they're they're from Brisbane which is a really cool band they they played at um Barbecue Bazaar on the Gold Coast yeah, that was, and I believe yeah. that was the first correct me if I'm wrong but I think yeah. that was the very first show we actually had seen like live music since um COVID yeah. and everything since we were came back from the states and stuff so that was really cool yeah we also but, went and saw Hatchie recently too like she's obviously everyone everyone knows and loves Hatchie but yeah that was really really nice we hadn't watched her since yours and ours in like 2019 I think it was so. It was sure. cool to see her play all her new songs. I went to go see her here in Melbourne at the Nightcat last Friday night, and it was an absolutely incredible show. All of those lasers, um, and just it all sounded so crisp. I'm really excited for Hatchie's new record coming out. Yeah, absolutely, same. yeah, for yeah. sure. Last one is we always ask the music that hit different for you recently. Our house of Milo and I give an answer, and the answer I have is a track called "You've Got to Have Rhythm," vinyl mix, sung by John Allison, Paul Simpson mix. Slams! I saw uh, on um, Stucky Lachlan Stuck's, Stucky's uh, Instagram. He's from College Knowledge and Surprise Chef here. Very, very good taste in music. He just posted this, and I put it on. It's like eight, eight minutes, and it just builds up and filters, and it's kind of this real kind of soul kind of housey banger. I highly recommend you all listen to it. You've got to have rhythm. I'll be playing it tonight at my gigs and tomorrow night at my gigs. Come along to my gigs that uh, are in the past when you listen to this. What about you, Milo? Um, really into uh, Tennessee vocalist Yeba at the moment. She had an interlude that ended up on Drake's record, Certified Lover Boy, um, which he had absolutely nothing to do with. Um, but I think it was like the best track on that record. <laughs> but uh, my partner recently showed me her Tiny Desk performance, which dropped in September of last year, and it's absolutely incredible. So go check out Yeba live on Tiny Desk. How do you spell that? But uh, Y E B B A. It's uh, Abby backwards. Her name's oh, Abby Smith, oh, and um, apparently her mum. Mum's nickname for her was Yeba, and then when her mum passed away a few years ago, she changed her stage name to uh, honor her late mum, which is pretty cute. But she's got a voice not to be fucked with. Beautiful. Clat, scuse? Yeah, I think um, for me personally, Pine Grove are, are a band that I cannot stop playing at the minute. The, their latest album, 1111, has a song so called good. Alaska and another one called Iodine mm. on it, which I've had on repeat personally. It's a great, it's a great it's, album. Yeah, even their last album, Ampland. Yeah. And why was yeah. something I had literally on repeat. Yeah. All of last year. So yeah. Where, where are they from, bud? Huge man. Uh, um, they're yeah. from. I believe I, they're from. Like Idaho. Or something. Yeah, something like that. Somewhere in, in America. Yeah. They're I'm American, not sure. Yeah. Excellent. Good tip, Eliza. Um, I well, Kurt and I, um, like we we live together and stuff like that. So we're mm-hmm. we're always listening to like the same sort of music, but um, definitely the War on Drugs album. Is yeah. just like nice. so good, um, yeah. I like the new one. I don't live here anymore. Oh, oh mate, it's, it's just like okay. ridiculous. Like Afternoon just sorted. strap in, basically. Yeah. Um, Have you guys listened to that to the uh, song exploder episode of the podcast of uh, I don't live here anymore? 
Yeah, I yes. think we did actually. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah, we listened to really a whole cool. bunch of like yeah stuff. Yeah, with, amazing. Because he's just like such a good musical mind. Yeah, Adam is. And for um, sure. look, this might be a hot take, but I am <laughs> actually obsessed with the new um, like kind of newish Greta Van Fleet album. Oh, it's so huge. good. We've <laughs> just been like Greta Van Fleet. Oh yeah, 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 yep. Yeah. Um, and like I know a lot of people are either like. I hate them. They sound like this and that. Like, you know what I mean? But I'm like, yeah, if, bro, Robert, Plant, if Robert Plant can say it's cool, then yeah. everyone else then can, everyone can shut up. up. Yeah. Fall in line, people. Shut up, Pitchfork. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, they're, like, the singer, like, oh, his voice is so good. And, like, the new songs are just like, like, I've known of them. I wasn't really a fan. And then I heard, like, the new songs, like, Heat Above and... Light My Love Yeah, and, and it was Huge. just like... I was like, oh, I actually really love this. So, yeah, shout out to them because their music's so good. And they might be filling a void, you know, Kings of Leon, Jump the Shark. They had, they had some great stuff as well. Let's let's not – Kings of Leon shouldn't be a punchline. They had some incredible yeah, early Kings of Leon. Oh, smokes. Oh, and so maybe – I actually am a huge fan of Kings of Leon as well. Like, I remember like, remember like Spiral Staircase and stuff like that early, early stuff. That was um that was cool. So I was gonna say Mechanical Bull as well. That album it was is so good. There's a purity to it, like it's a pure kind of like aspirational rock star that you know they end up manifesting that really really well. And they had all the songs to to boot. I was saying whenever you're out and you hear an early Kings of Leon song, you literally turn to your friends. You're like, fucking hell, let's get, let's go and listen to Kings of Leon and yeah. get litty and legitty. Such a <laughs> yeah, oh, so true. Thank you so much for joining us today, my friends. Listeners, I think you really, really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Milo enjoyed that. Milo on debut. Five stars, my friend. Thank, Thank you, you sir. <laughs> give, work, give, give, give me four and a half at least. You got, we got to get you know room to move. Okay, I got I got a little excited. <laughs> uh, Eliza <laughs> and and Kurt really appreciate your your time, etc. And honestly, go go smash it overseas. You, you'll get that momentum back. Just uh, yeah, just keep doing what you do, and people will come. Thanks so much. Thank you so much really for having me. Yeah, we had really so much fun. Awesome. All right, let's go crank Kings of Leon, all four of us. You! <laughs> <laughs> all Coldplay. All right, see you guys. See you next time. See you. And see uh, keep listening to Deborah. All right, see you, everybody. Woo-hoo-hoo!